Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great day so far. If you want to check out my website, you can go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle.net. That has the links to everything in my world, all my social media, my PayPal, my emails, everything about me is at Tuttle.net. If you want to check out my videos, you can go to TuttleTV.com. And when you go there, make sure you subscribe and hit the little bell button. So you're updated and alerted anytime I go live or I put any new uploads up there, you'll be alerted and you will not miss anything. Now, if you would like to donate to the cause because all my content is free, I'm never going to charge you. I may eventually, depending on how well this podcast blows up, but you can go to my PayPal and even if it's a dollar, I don't care. I know everybody's going through a tough time right now. My donations have dropped and that's understandable. So I completely, completely get it, guys. But you can go to paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. I did get a few emails from people, stuff that I can't read uh, because people probably most likely in those emails would not want me to read them on the air. But I want to hear what you're going through right now with this pandemic. How are you dealing with the coronavirus? Are you having to stay home because of work? Do you have kids that aren't in school and they're at home and you can't work because maybe you're a single parent and you have no other choice? I I completely, completely get it. But I would like to hear what you're doing to pass the time. Uh, You know, the boredom is killing people. I'm hearing that a lot of people are gaining weight from just being bored. I know I do it. When you're bored, you just want to eat because eating feels good. And, And that's it's that. That's it. Plain and simple that people want to eat when they're bored. Let me know. You can email me Tuttle at gmail.com. That's Tuttle with two D's. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. Well, boys, I fucking sent her a little too fucking hard, bud. Yep, that's right. America sent it in a little too hard, guys. Uh, Guess what? USA, we did it. We have to win at everything. And now we are number one. When it comes to the coronavirus, It's days like this that the one and only, the greatest American songwriter of all time, Lee Greenwood, wrote this song, I'm Proud to Be American, just for this occasion. And I'm proud to be an American. So yesterday, USA, they were in third place, but then they leapfrogged both Italy and China to move into first place. And we were around, I think, about 83,000, but the updated stats as of right now, the USA has gained 7,696 new patients for a total of 93,131. Now, think about this, guys. Yes, we are supposed to be the only 
superpower in the whole world. Uh, after the Cold War, it was just us still standing. For the longest time during the Cold War, it was just America and the United or um, the USSR, Soviet Union type stuff. And we are now the lone standing superpower. And China has got like 1.4 billion people in their country, and we are only sitting at 350 million or so. How the hell did we get to this point? Did we think that this wasn't going to happen to us? Did we think we were too powerful? I think sometimes that's why some of the greatest empires in the world fail, because they think they're too big to fail. And I'm not saying anything. Listen, in my opinion, we are still the greatest country in the world by far. There's there, Nobody can debate that. But I just think that we were like, oh, this isn't going to happen to us. This isn't this. We're, we're too big. It can never, ever happen to the United States. Yes, Trump did do a lot of great things by cutting off travel from uh, China as well as Europe and the United Kingdom, but a little too late because at the beginning, you've seen plenty of plenty of interviews where he was like, oh, this isn't big. It'll die down. It's no worse than a flu. And a lot of the Republicans were playing this down and hell, even some of the Democrats were. I just think that we did not take this seriously enough. And I've said this a plenty of times. I don't support any political party. I don't support Republicans. I don't support Democrats. I don't support independents. So please don't tell me that I'm just supporting or going uh, uh, with party lines. That's not it. I think all politicians are crooked and they don't give a fuck about the American citizens. So that's why we're in this position right now. They're worried too much about our economy going in the tanks because that's the one thing that our president, the 45th president, Donald Trump, has been hanging his hat on is that the economy is doing so well. He's got an election coming up and he wants to see the economy doing well because that's his Trump card. Yes, I did use Trump card, um, but he is using this as his Trump card with the economy. And he knows if he gets the economy going well and it starts going up, that's going to be good for his reelection campaign. And that's the only thing that he's worried about at this moment. The United States now has the most known coronavirus cases of any country in the world, passing Italy and China. Now, even though we did pass China and Italy when it comes when it comes to the most infected, our death rate has been a little bit lower than theirs. But listen, guys, this all triple or not triples, but doubles every four days. So the amount of infected patients that we have at the moment, uh, we got a lot of critical patients in our country and that death toll is going to rise. We're, I think, around 14 to 1500 deaths right now. Uh, Italy is still number one in that category. China, we will probably pass them in the next week or so and be above them. So we're doing well when it comes to deaths, but we have the most infected. The U.S. had 82,404 cases as of Thursday evening. Just to let you know, we're over 93,000 right now. We are the only country in the 90,000 range when it comes to infected patients. According to data from Johns Hopkins University vaulting to the top spot amid ramped up testing. The milestone is a foreboding distinction for the United States, setting off alarm.
alarms that the epidemic continues to get worse in the country. Now, I will admit this. Oh, I think it's like close to 60% of the infected are in the United States are from the、uh, state of New York, particularly Manhattan and New York City, is where they're having the most problems. But if you look just as close as Orange County in the Orlando area, their numbers are climbing and they're, they're thinking that Florida might be the new hotbed when it comes to the United States infected.、Uh, Louisiana, right now, because they had just had some of their Mardi Gras celebration, is right now the fastest growing when it comes to outside of New York. Experts have raised warnings that the U.S. trajectory is continuing to climb. The U.S. had more than 14,000 new cases on Wednesday, according to a New York Times tracker, and the number of new cases announced each day continues to climb. Now, I will give Trump credit. He is correct. We need to get back to work. We definitely need to get back to work because that's the backbone of the United States of America is the working class citizen, the small business owners, and we definitely need to get back to work. But what at, at what cost, guys? If we go back to work too early, we're risking the chance of having a second wave of infected. I mean, we're not even through the first wave right now. So it all depends on what we want to do. I know if you look at China, they were able to lock down their complete country. The whole entire country was locked down. That's a little bit harder to do here in the United States because we're given so many freedoms. And, and I like that. I don't think our freedoms should be taken away here in our country when it comes to this coronavirus. I, I, I've said this before on po- past podcasts is that Americans don't like to be told what to do. They are natural travelers. Americans love to travel. That's how the West was won in this country. Americans traveling across the country to the other coast to, you know, search for gold and, and homestead. That's how this country was built. So Americans don't like to be in one place at one time. Hell, I've been stuck here in Volusia County for almost three weeks now, and it's driving me crazy. So, but what I'm saying is we just have to be careful. This could be one of the biggest mistakes that Trump has ever made. If he, if he opens everything back up and everybody goes back to normal and then way more get infected across the country. Right now in the big cities is where everybody's having a problem. And, and that's good because, I mean, it's not good, but what I'm saying is it's good that it hasn't spread to some of the rural areas here in our country. So it's a fine balance. You just have to be careful because this could backfire on Trump. Like I said, he's concentrating on The economy, because that's the one thing that's going to get him elected faster than anything. You went to the store this weekend, you probably saw some empty shelves and a lot of missing items. Now, this is a group of the working class that we forget about, that we take for granted.、Uh, you know, me working on the Bubble Love Sponge show while he was on Sirius XM Satellite Radio on Howard 100,、uh, he, ga- he garnered a really big. Truck driver, truckers following、uh, as his listeners. And, and I've met some of the greatest listeners that I've ever met in my life Scout,、uh, Scout and Big Gulp, who are two. 
amazing lesbian truckers. There are a couple, and some of the nicest fucking people you can ever imagine in your life. And I think us as Americans take for granted the over-the-road truckers that are traveling down the highways across our great country and what they do on a daily basis. And now with this pandemic that's hitting us with the coronavirus, now these truckers are getting the notoriety that they deserve, but they're having to go through a lot of difficulties and hardships right now just to complete their job on a daily basis. I know the visual is kind of alarming, but you should know everyone from the state to grocery store leaders say we are not running out of food or supplies. You should not be buying more than you need. Shipments keep coming in. And tonight we talked to truck drivers who are making all of this happen. ABC 10 photojournalist Miguel Cano asked them what life is like on the road right now. We unloaded here in Sacramento Thursday morning. We've been sitting here since Thursday with no load. Now, please do not think that I'm me- uh, messing with you guys, uh, the truck drivers, because that is not what I'm trying to do here. But God damn, you guys are my people. You guys sound exactly like the uh, people that I grew up with in the small town of DeLeon Springs in Volusia County, Florida. But it's just like I, I can only imagine what people up north North are thinking when they hear this news story. They must be thinking, fuck, these truck drivers are some slack jaw motherfuckers. And and that's there's nothing wrong with it, guys. You guys are the backbone of our country. So please don't think that I'm trying to take digs at you or anything, because you guys are my people. You are the type of people that I'm accustomed to, the people that raised me, the people I grew up with in Volusia County, especially DeLeon Springs. Florida. You know, it'll pick up hopefully Monday because uh, we hear that there's a lot of uh, pharmaceuticals moving around, but it has slowed down, is for sure. Uh, we usually don't come out here and sit for a week at a time, so, you know, it's hurting our pockets as well. Yeah, I mean, shutting down rest areas where we can't get into them. I mean, come on now. Now, why the fuck would they be closing down rest areas? I, I don't understand that. I, I know that there's a lot of people there, but you got to give a place for the truck drivers to be able to go and take a piss or take a shit somewhere. You can't take away the rest areas. And uh, this is something that I'm thinking about. What about the lot lizards? What are the lot lizards doing right now because of, you know, this coronavirus? I, not only are the truck drivers hurting, but what about the lot lizards, the ones that take care of the truck drivers when they stop at any given stuckies across the state of Florida? They shut down places that we need to actually help us do our jobs. Food chains are shut down, Sonic, McDonald's, Burger King. There's nobody in their parking lot. Well, I'm sure I'm going to lose this potential sponsor, but you know what? Burger King needed to be fucking shut down. Their quality has dropped tremendously. Uh, I, I'm Reminding of, reminded of a story because I've been talking to my childhood friend Derek, but one of the things, one of the fondest memories I've ever had of Burger King, but we used to go to a movie theater in Deland slash Orange City called Victoria Square Plaza, and it was one of the newer movie theaters. It's a fucking dump right now in present day, but we would always go over to Burger King, and at this time in the 90s, mid-90s to late 
90s, we would go to Burger King. You could get a regular size Whopper. I'm not talking about one of the Junior Whoppers or Whopper Juniors. You could get a full-size fucking Whopper for 99 cents. And you know what? We would fucking buy two or three of those fuckers all the time before we'd go to the movie theater. And that's one of the things we always did. You know, and then people's got to work as well. And, you know, not everybody's got two or three, four weeks of income to withstand it. Normally, when you go into New York City, it takes you hours, or even L.A., it takes you hours to go through these major big cities. The way he describes how the traffic is reminds me of the Will Smith movie, I Am Legend, with uh, the zombies that couldn't come out in the sun. But just the deserted streets. I've been to New York on many occasions, and I'm telling you, you are fucking packed in on the sidewalks in the streets like cattle. That's how close everybody is. And you know what? I'm not surprised that New York is the epicenter of the United States when it comes to the coronavirus. Now you can go right through them and never even get in a traffic situation. It's just nobody's out. Now, one of the people at the forefront that has been around for a while that not a lot of Americans knew of is Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci has been around for the longest time, has worked with a lot of different presidents, and people are just learning about him. And for a couple of days there, people were worried about Dr. Fauci because he was not at the uh, coronavirus task force briefing uh, for the media every single day, and people were kind of concerned concerned that maybe Trump had fired him or something like that because, you know, sometimes he wasn't like deliberately going against our president's, uh, you know, advice and stuff like that. But he is a doctor. He's kind of sort of like a scientist and he's going to present the facts. But uh, there's one uh, bakery slash donut shop that's gotten a great idea and it's been selling like hotcakes and that's the Dr. Fauci donut. Support for the government's top infectious disease expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Donuts are now on sale at Donuts Delight on Culver Road. They feature his likeness surrounded by red, white, and blue sprinkles. Now, if you happen to go and buy one of these donuts, it's nothing really, really special. They use some of that, like, uh, because you can go to any bakery, and I think you can actually do it at home, and you can get those edible prints that is like you put a picture in, and it reproduces an, an edible version of that picture, and they're pasted on top of the donut. So, please, if you go there to buy this donut, don't expect it to be a, a arc, art of work, it's really not. It's just an edible picture on top of a donut with red, white, and patriotic color sprinkles. The shop started making the donuts Monday and have sold hundreds already. Only in America can our leading doctor slash physician that is trying to, you know, to help us get through this coronavirus, would we sell donuts, which are some of the most unhealthy things you could eat with his face on it. Only in America do we take a guy who is a symbol of health and pit his face on a goddamn donut. A lot of people are watching the news and, you know, we want to give thanks to the people that are really, uh, you know, educating us and letting us know what's out there. And the Dr. Fauci donuts cost $2.50 and are available for takeout or delivery. Now, I'm sure like everybody else, you've been to the grocery store and you've noticed that there's not a goddamn thing on the shelves. People are hoarding things like toilet 
toilet paper and paper towels. I don't know why the fuck they're doing that. It's not like this virus makes you shit your brains out or anything. And come on, guys, people up north, that's that's another advantage that people in the south have from people up north is that we can wipe our asses with anything. My dad, I was having this conversation with him. He's like, hell, if you're running out of toilet paper, we got a tree by the trailer. Go pull some moss out of the goddamn tree and wipe your ass with some Spanish moss. And I'm like, well, I mean, I've wiped my ass with leaves and and stuff like that, but I've never wiped my ass with Spanish moss. Spanish moss has by far per capita the most red bugs in it than any other vegetation or or fungus or whatever you want to call Spanish moss. Uh, They're just full of red bugs. So the last thing you want to have is red bugs all over your BH because, I mean, I got red bugs one time so bad on my nutsack that I swear to God, both my right and left testicles swell up to the size of tennis balls. And I'll admit this from, I'll admit this, uh, I don't know if this is true, but it's an old wives tale uh, in the South that if you paint the red bug bites with fingernail polish, it will, you know, get the red bug out or whatever. I don't know. I don't believe the bullshit, but I was younger and my mom I was probably 9, 10, 11 years old, and my mom painted my nutsack with fingernail polish for, it took her a good 10, 15 minutes to get all the red bug bites, and it, it, yeah, it was, it was very, very traumatic time of my life to have my mom looking at my balls and dick and painting it with fingernail polish just to get rid of the red bugs, but what I'm saying is you can do without toilet paper if you have to, but one of the things that I've been eating a lot of is eggs. Yes, I know it's not great. I usually eat egg whites, but you can't find egg whites. So what eggs I could find, I got because, you know, I've been watching what I've been eating and and working out and I've almost lost, I don't know, over 25 pounds. Like I'm about in between 175 and 180 right now. And I was all the way up to like 199, 200, maybe 203. So since I've stopped drinking and got all off of all the psychotropic drugs, I've been losing weight. But with this coronavirus, this goddamn coronavirus, they are absolutely buying up eggs. And eggs, egg prices are going through the roof right now. Americans are now stockpiling eggs during the coronavirus pandemic as they look and cook more meals inside their home. That's leading to a supply shortage and a spike in prices at some supermarkets. According to the most recent Nielsen data, egg sales have gone up 44% compared to this time last year. Oh, great. In true American fashion, if you don't beat the coronavirus and you don't die from the coronavirus, you'll eventually be taken down by high cholesterol. America is already so badly out of shape right now. We're the most obese country in the whole world, and now we're going to have high cholesterol. We're doomed as Americans. Wholesale egg prices rising 180% since the beginning of March. Walmart and other big grocers have now set limits on purchases of eggs and other high-demand products 
panic buyers depleting the supply that producers were beginning to build for Easter. Yeah, good luck with that. You can kiss Easter goodbye because none of those eggs are going to get die. I mean, they could. I mean, I, I've eaten a lot of hard-boiled eggs, so yeah, they could they could definitely be painted, but I'm sure you're going to be struggling. Like, when we grew up, we didn't even get the, uh, the hard-boiled eggs. We usually got uh, those plastic eggs that you could pitch shit in or hide stuff in, and you would get these plastic cheap toys that you could get for a nickel out of a gumball machine at Winn-Dixie. So yeah, I didn't even think about that. Easter is going to be absolutely wrecked at this point because of the goddamn coronavirus. Hi folks, I want to bring you up to speed with something that's happening today, which is that... That English accent that you're hearing is British Prime Minister Boris Johnson who did a little bit of a selfie video from Downing Street and he had some breaking news. I've developed mild symptoms of the coronavirus, that's to say a temperature and a, a persistent cough. Now, I'm not like, like I said, I'm not a big conspiracy theory, guys, but why are, why is all the famous, famous people that come out and say that they have the coronavirus are saying that their symptoms are mild and, and they're not that bad? Tom Hanks, I mean, Tom Hanks has been kind of laying low, so we really, really haven't heard much of how he's doing and his wife Rita Wilson, Idris Elba the only reason that we're hearing anything from Idris besides the first time when he announced that he had the coronavirus was that damn bitch Cardi B coming out and saying that these celebrities are getting paid to come out with and say that they have the coronavirus Idris would never do that not, uh, I, I'm not going to say that because if I was in Idris's shoe and uh, you know the country came to me and said hey we want you to say that you got the coronavirus so we can, you know, make uh, the citizens feel better about it. Hell yeah. Give me a million dollars. I'll tell you that I got HIV if you need to. But what I'm saying is it's just a little weird that all these celebrities aren't really having a lot of the extreme uh, symptoms of the virus. And on the advice of the chief medical officer, I've taken a test that has come out positive, so I am working from home. I'm self-isolating. Now, we actually have a... I have a lot of uh, British people, people from the UK that listen to the podcast and have followed me through a lot of my career, and, and I talk to them on a regular basis, and, and I even went to the UK for about two weeks to watch a lot of soccer matches. I'm a big Manchester United fan, saw a couple of their matches. It went to Wales. Wales was awesome. I went to go to Cardiff so I could see uh, the, where Doctor Who and Torchwood was filmed. But from what I get from a lot of people is that they really don't care for Boris Johnson uh, the, too much. And, and a lot of them, I can see the comparisons uh, between him and Trump because a lot of Americans don't like Trump. A lot of British people don't like Boris Johnson. And why the hell do, does the leaders of two of the greatest countries in the world have such horrible hair. Boris, it looks like you just rolled out of bed and a goddamn bird had been sleeping on the crown of your noggin all goddamn night long. They have the worst hair in the world. At least Boris's looks real and it's just it just looks messy. And I think Trump does part of it is real, but it just it it looks so bad. It looks fake. And that's entirely the right thing 
to do, uh, but be in no doubt that I can continue uh, thanks to the wizardry of modern... Hey, Johnson, just give, let me give you a little bit of advice. If you're from the UK, especially a Brit, don't talk about wizarding world of science and health, because everybody is automatically going to go to, hey, Harry Potter. I guess uh, Harry, uh, Hermione, and Ron came here and cast a spell to cure you of this coronavirus. Technology to communicate with all my top team to lead the national fight back against coronavirus. And I want to thank everybody who's involved. I want to thank, of course, above all, our amazing NHS. Well, as a lot of you guys know, I record this podcast. I had to take a little bit of a break. Um, If you've listened to some of the earlier podcasts I've done, my parents, they've had a cat for the longest time. And like like I said before, I've never been that much of a cat person. I've always been a dog person, but uh, this cat, her name is Cooney, C-O-O-N-I-E. We named her because she has like raccoon eyes. She's got, I mean, she looks like a cat, but she's got raccoon markings on her. And, um, you know, when we lived in De Leon Springs, she came up and she was a stray cat, ended up having kittens. And my mom ended up keeping her and having her spayed. And when they moved over to Oak Hill, um, <clears throat> sorry, I'm losing my voice. Um, but uh, she hasn't eaten in the last couple of days. She, we don't even know how old she is. She's got to be in between 15 and 20 years old. Um, but she hasn't eaten in the last couple of days. She's gotten really, really skinny. And, you know, I brought her to the vet, and I, I'm almost like 99% sure they're not going to be able to do anything for her. But I thought I would at least give it a chance to see if there is something they can do. I'm not going to spend, you know, a shit ton of money to save her, but I just didn't want her to be in pain. That was the last thing that I wanted. And, you know, I don't get emotional over a lot of things, but I don't know what it is. Animals just bother me, you know, like domesticated animals like cats and dogs, pets. I grew up on a farm. So, I mean, killing a hog or a cow or goat or chicken, that doesn't bother me. But it's just something about domesticated animals pets that I just have a hard time doing. I've my childhood dog, Lewis, who was a basset hound. uh, We had him from when I was about 12 years old until about 25 or 26. And I was already married and living in Orlando. So I wasn't there for that pet to be a, pet a, put down or to be an, euthanized or put to sleep. But this is the first like pet, you know, domesticated animal that I've had to bring to a veterinarian to uh, pet her down. And my parents, they can't do it because they're older. And with this whole coronavirus thing going on, I didn't want them to have to be exposed to, you know, ordinary people. I, we can't take a chance. So um, the vet, they won't let you come into the veterinary uh, office because of the coronavirus stuff going on right now. They bring the paperwork out to you. You have to fill it out. And 
and uh, they come and get the cat. The only time they let you in to the office is if they're going to put the pet down so you can be there with your pet. Um, here's some audio of me putting um, Cooney, the cat, in a carrier and driving her to the vet. Hey, what's up, guys? Tuttle here. <coughs> Fuck. I'm a pussy when it comes to things with animals. Um, my mom and dad have had this cat when we lived in Dillion Springs. And I'm having to take her to the vet. She's got to be almost 20 years old. Um, and she's not doing good. And I just don't want to see her suffer. So, I'm taking her to the vet. And, um, I, I hope they can do something for her, but it doesn't look very well. You can hear her meowing. Alright, guys, I didn't mean to bring down the podcast at the end of it. I just, you know, I think some of the greatest things on radio is the real things that happen in your everyday life. That's what's great about talk radio. Um, you get to listen. I think some of the most interesting things that happen in talk radio is the personal stuff. So I, once again, I apologize. Just wanted to share with you and what I was going through. God, I'm not sick. The allergies have been fucking killing me today and I've been talking too much and I need to drink some water. But guys, I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I'll talk to you on Monday. Have a safe and fun weekend. Be smart, practice social distancing, and I'll talk to you on Monday.